guys, this is Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast, episode number 163. We are talking about May Tonight, a 2002 film directed by Lucky McKee, starring Angela Bettis. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're uh, you know coming back as a frequent listener, thank you very much. We're happy to have you back. Um, we're your co-host, Todd. We have Joe, Sam, and Steve. Gentlemen and lady, how are you? Hi. Hi, Hi. everyone. Happy Women in Horror episode. Woo-woo! Indeed. Sam, um, what made you pick May? Um, so I wanted to pick a movie that I hadn't seen before, and I honestly just searched like underrated uh, horror movies with women. And then I had it narrowed down to May, The Descent, and I, there was another one. Oh, um, Whatever Happened to Joe, what's it called? Whatever Happened to Baby? Jane. Jane. Old school. I don't think I've seen very, that one. Very old school. It's um, I can't even remember the two actresses, but they were like really big in Hollywood back in the day, like during the black and white films. Um, but I felt like this or The Descent people would like. Um, and then Joe said that May was good from what he remembered of it. And I just saw a few photos of it. And I was like, hey, I kind of resonate with May just seeing her in that little photo. Um, do I still feel like that? Maybe I do. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Doris, Doris yeah, Day excited. was a girl. Doris Day, there was another one. I want to say uh, it's not Elizabeth Taylor. Um, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, yes, thank you. Is she in that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, is she? Okay. Oh, no, Jane Meadows. That's what I see. Oh. It's not Joan Crawford. I'm not seeing her unless I'm overlooking her, but I'm either one. Or either three were cool It choice. might not be. I was championing Sam to do the Suspiria remake, but but you didn't say that though. Uh, yeah, you were I mentally. I sent it you're... to you. You're well, projecting I mean, it. you. Yeah, I get. <laughs> maybe I we'll guess... do it. Maybe we'll do it for my birthday episode. Maybe. No one if wants you want to. to. It's up to silence. you. <laughs> well, I was saying, didn't you? Haven't you said before? It's just like the same as the old one. It's, I think it's better. I think it's one of the few movies where the remake is better than the original. Well, the Swinton, right? Plays like five characters? Yes. Yes. It's very good. But I don't know if I'll pick that. I think I might pick. I, I already told Sam. I think I know my pick. But we'll see. We'll see. Blair Witch? No. Something new that I think we all would be excited to review. So. All right. Well, that, good choice, Sam. I really uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so it was a nice refresh. Um, yeah, Joe, what's up with you, man? Oh, you know, I had I had a root canal yesterday, so that was very fun. <laughs> I was in like a ton of pain uh, the day before. It just like came out of nowhere, though. But thankfully, they were able to get me in and and uh, drill my teeth out, and uh, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was supposed to get. And the dentist is like, "We just pull it for you." I'm like. Oh, really? Yeah. They didn't even like offer to pull it. They were just like, yeah, let's just do a root canal. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because they're more expensive. They're like, I need a new boat. So (laughs) if I get five of these root canals. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Well, my 
I have dental insurance, so they cover like 80% of it. So it won't be too bad out of pocket or I just won't pay them. Yeah. They charge me eight bucks to pull my tooth opposed to 800 oh, really? for root canal. Oh. Yeah. So. yeah wow. Root canals, are, root canals are expensive. They're like a thousand, almost like a thousand dollars. I'm deathly afraid of root canals. I've never had one. It's honestly the pain of the root canal isn't bad. It's the pain before the root canal. It's the worst part because they they numb the hell out of you for the actual procedure. The Novocaine shots. Yeah. Those are the worst. Yeah, he gave me like seven of them because like I kept feeling it, so he kept just putting more and more into me. I'm like, yes, please pump me full because like, well, that didn't sound right. That's what she said, but (laughs) or he, I guess I don't know. But anyway. Steve, what about you? Uh, same old stuff for me. Um, actually, I was on another podcast in the last week, which uh, yeah, was a good time. It was great. Uh, the podcast is called the Don't Be Crazy Podcast, and we reviewed The Shining, and we talked almost two hours about The Shining, and we went deep wow. into that film. Like we Ooh. really uh, talked about a lot of the little things and the hidden meanings behind certain things, and uh, there, there's some really interesting points made. Uh, that even some stuff I either didn't remember or didn't know. So it was, it was really interesting, uh, the conversation we had. So it's an interesting take on the podcast. Like they don't talk about anything else. Basically, it's really a, f- a focus on whatever movie they're talking about that week. And uh, check it out, especially if you're a fan of The Shining, because we really talk about it kind of on another level. So that was fun to do. And did shout you, out to those guys. Awesome guys. Did you rewatch it for uh, the show? I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I rewatched it and I was really looking, you know, because I knew I was going to do a really deep dive on it. I was really looking at certain things. I I watched a few videos uh, on YouTube as well, just to kind of see different people's takes on stuff. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun discussion and urge you to listen to it. Did you guys get into the Wendy theory at all? The what? Which one? So there's like a huge, there's been like a huge, uh, someone, some YouTuber made like a 40 minute deep dive, uh, called it's called the Wendy theory. And it's like gained a lot of traction over since the video got released, maybe like, maybe it was like less than a year ago, but basically it's that it basically it's Wendy had a like mental breakdown and it was like all in her head pretty much. And she like killed Jack and everything. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Danny, yeah. Uh, and she was the one that was like abusing Danny and stuff. And, you yeah. know, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I know one of the theories we went to, uh, was that Jack was actually, um, a child molester and, uh, you know, Melissa, Danny, and that was basically what the shining was about. And room two, three, seven was kind of Jack's personality. That's why Danny gets hurt when he's in there. And that's why at the beginning he's reading a playgirl and right. apparently just an article in the playgirl that you can see that's about incest. And there's just um, a lot of clues that kind of point towards that and knowing Stephen King, you know, that kind of. Uh, isn't playgirl for women? Well, it's about, yeah. it's, lo- it's looking at boys, right? So if really? Jack's I thought, looking- I thought playgirl was naked dudes for girls. Yeah, but right. Jack, Jack's looking at it, so in that context, it's him looking at men. Looking at men. In, in an article about incest, so the only other boy in his family is is Danny. So anyway, it's, yeah. there's a lot of interesting things we talked about, uh, Native American history and s- similarities to real events and the dates and everything that you see in the movie. It was a really interesting conversation, so yeah. check it out. Yeah, you got to watch it. If you haven't caught that documentary yet, it's great. Uh, I can't remember the name room, right now. Room 237? Yeah, Room 237. Yeah, they go into a lot of deep dive conspiracy theory stuff. That's pretty interesting. 
the most interesting one I found was that Kubrick faked the moon landing. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's a mean? conspiracy that he. They say they say Kubrick filmed the the moon landing. That he someone some it. someone filmed it. Oh, yeah, freaking Buzz Aldrin filmed it. Exactly <laughs> on the moon. Well, the most interesting thing is like Danny's uh, sweater in the movie because he's right. wearing the Apollo Eleven sweater. And that was the one that went to the moon and stuff. So yeah, but I know I I, 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 I know. Mean, yeah, it's like a crazy conspiracy. Yeah. But it's like interesting, like when you like try to piece it. It it is interesting. The the biggest thing I always say about that is like, you know, how many people would have to be involved to fake that? And then you think the Russians would be okay with America? They would like dig it apart. Like if we faked it, you know, they wouldn't well, like. If it was, a, if it so was just an American cover up, right? Like and. Well, I know, but like someone, China, Russia, they would have tried to disprove that as much as possible and it didn't happen. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, for one, think it's, I take it for face value that movie where there's evil there and it takes weak souls and Jack was weak and then took him. But mm-hmm. I have to check that out, Steve. I definitely think the molestation thing, though, is, is heavily hinted at, like in the movie. Like the abuse, obviously, is definitely there. Um, but I definitely think the molestation is definitely a, theory that holds a lot of weight yeah no exactly and there's yeah there's a bunch of other stuff we went into but uh i don't want to give it all away so yeah uh, check it out uh todd what about you doing anything fun last week uh i went back to the movies for the first time since february last year and that was lord of the rings first one went Uh, to the shire i went to i went back to the shire man and smoking some hobbit weed and uh, it's funny, man, watching those movies, they smoke so much Hobbit weed in there. <laughs> Every time the characters are hanging out, chilling, Aragon, everybody, they're always smoking a pipe. And uh, even Saruman, the white wizard, tells, uh, what's his face, uh, the other wizard, because Gandalf, he's like, yeah, your, your mind is clouded by all the weed you smoke. I'm like, damn, like, I didn't notice this when I was younger. But uh, no, great movie, cool time in the movie theater, and then we watched part two and three at home. So that was an all-weekend, 12-hour nice. thing, yeah. Yeah, Marion Pippin, even um, when they take over, uh, you know, uh, Orthanc, they're in uh, um, Saruman's like stash and it's like, you've got the best weed in there, like find this weed stash and everything. They're, they're high as fuck. They, they call it pipe weed. Yeah, they're high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so they talk about having the munchies. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah. That's why they eat so much. Right. Like, <laughs> second breakfast, 11 Z's. Yeah. How do you rank them, Todd? I, I I got a special part for part one or a special place for part one, um, so I'm going one three two probably. That's how I go too. Yeah. Me, me too. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've only seen like the first two. Okay. Funny, funny though. Like my wife is not really into movies, and she was like super into Lord of the Rings. Like she just That's watched great. it for the first time, and she was like googling shit, like funny stories from set. So, and then she looked at like New Zealand tickets. I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to go see Hobbiton. So, love it. Right, you guys want to get into some uh, questions? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. All right. So, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast, or you can hit us up on our Discord. Uh, we appreciate everyone in that group. And if you want to join that group, just send any of us or the main page a message and we will let you in. The very first question comes to us from Mandy. She says, hey squad, I want to wish Sam and all other kick-ass ladies a happy Women in Horror Month. Um, we all heard the term final girl, but why don't they call soul surviving men final boys? Who is your favorite final boy? Oh, interesting. Thank you, Mandy. 
I wonder who, who came up with the term final girl. Like, I wonder who the first person was that said it. And, like, it kind of, mm-hmm. like, stuck, you know? But favorite final boy, eh? Sam, I'll let you start since it's Women in Horror Month, our Women in Horror episode. I don't even know. Like, no one comes to mind automatically. Okay, I well, like I... you had someone in mind. I gotta go with the ultimate final boy, Tommy Jarvis. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not where I was going with it. I'm, like, <laughs> expecting another answer there. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, why would you think I was gonna say? Ash Williams. I think oh, yeah. He's Ash the ultimate, oh, yeah. He, he's the ultimate final boy. He's, he's like, an anti-hero, though, right? Kind of. He, he becomes yeah. one, but yeah. he starts off as a final boy. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't like the way his character goes, to be honest with you. Like, I liked his heroic stuff in part one and two over, I mean, I love part three. Yeah. But I'm like, kind of gets frustrating when they make him kind of like a cocksucker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you I can't think, think I can't think of anyone else, really. Um, uh, the sheriff from Jaws, man. I mean, he looks down the pipe of a freaking shark and got one of the most iconic lines in horror and film history, like, smiley son of a bitch and yeah epic do you guys have a preference if it's about a guy or a girl like the main final person all that matters is a good story at the end of the day for me yeah i I do like um seeing when they kind of break the trope and it's a guy because like more often than not it's a girl and that's not that there's anything wrong with that but it's something like i think a little bit scarier when because you expect a girl to be all like screaming and crap and mm-hmm. when you have a guy that's super scared it kind of makes it even scarier in my opinion you know yeah patrick wilson count ghosts and he's kind of not the sole survivor huh? yeah i was gonna say does uh, i guess um what's his name uh andy from the child's play series final kid final kid boy but he's in the uh sequels as an adult he's in uh curse and cult or just cult i think actually i don't think he's in curse he's definitely up he's definitely a legendary one as well but i think tommy's like definitely the best one because like he comes back and he's you know plus he's a yeah. badass kid too right yeah <laughs> and sam i'm curious uh, do you hate the term final girl do you like how do you feel about it because they only really attribute it to women not to men um i actually don't hate it it's funny you ask that question. I actually asked that question at a Final Girls panel uh, years ago with Linnea. It was Linnea Quigley. Um, I forget who else was on that panel. It was Linnea, I think Felissa Rose, Heather Langenkamp, and someone else. But I asked that term, and they all they all agreed. They all said, it, you know, it's like a term of endearment. endearment yeah, right? I was like, I feel like it makes it more, not, I don't want to say more of like a women's club, but it makes it more um I don't know it just has that coined term that makes it more of um something special I think mm-hmm. yeah I always found it strange too maybe this is a wrong tangent but when people call horror movies sexist where most of the time it's the girls that win you know so I always like never understood that like yes there's victims that are women but there's a lot of victims that are dudes too and there's usually always a female heroine that either kills a killer or lives and whatever judging like especially judging by how we can't really come up with a solid guy list here yeah it's really short so i, I think the problem was the 80s with that obviously yeah like, so heavily like into the nudity and you know like every movie had you know 
a, a pair of boobs in it and stuff like that. So I, I think that's like where the as it should. <laughs> that's <laughs> where the, like the, that's where the horror and, that's where the horror and sex thing comes. But I feel yeah. like that that trope is pretty much dead. Like nowadays, like in- what? I don't think it is. Well, I feel like there's no, a like, lot more dongs now for sure. There's not as much nudity as there as there used to be. Like it's not like a it was a staple in the 80s. Like every horror movie had you know a pair of boobs in it, but that's not the case anymore. Mm, I think it's probably like 75 percent of them still have. You think? boobs i mean maybe like the super like low budget indie ones but well let's let's think about back to 2020 top list let's see the lodge no boobs dark and the wicked no boobs the special had boobs <laughs> speaking sam i hope you have something for what watched i would say only a, ha- a couple had boobs in our like ultimate top 10 like, invisible man yeah I, I would say they're less prevalent in like mainstream main yeah definitely yeah. I'd won in my top 15, maybe 20. The only that one that one. had uh, boobs was, I think, Yummy. Mm. Okay, uh, well. They had Dong, too, though. Yeah, yep. well, but Dong, there was a lot of Dong in my in my top, but yeah, so <laughs> you know, there you go. Do you guys expect boobs in horror movies? I, I don't anymore. When I was a kid, I did, like, absolutely, like, forbidden fruit yeah Yeah, for sure (laughs) yeah when i was in my teens just because like it was i watched mainly it was all old like cheesy 80 movies that were at my video store so i just grabbed those and yeah i mean the booze were very prevalent but yeah nowadays i i don't i do for certain movies if it's a slasher you almost have to it's like a part of the formula but if we're watching like you know a ghost in the attic kind of movie then no it just has to fit you know yeah agreed all right. Uh, next question: Which horror movie do you think would fundamentally change the most if you gender reversed all the roles? Oh, sleep. Uh, oh my God, I would say Scream. So the girl. Okay, so like Billy and Stu are the, the girl, mm-hmm. uh, girls, and then okay. Billy and Sandy. Yeah, that would definitely change. Like that would be weird for sure. I think it'd but be cool. We, we got female killers in the sequels. But no one cares oh. about the sequels. I got one. But never two female killers. I'm gonna go. I'd go slumber party massacre. There you go. I, I got. I got one. The craft. Oh yeah. Bunch of dudes. You know, I'm would... surprised they didn't do that with the remake. Like just. I feel it, like they will. Like, they will in a, something, next yeah. time. Mm-hmm. It'd be super weird. Well, I mean, they kind of like her. The dad was a warlock, and then they yeah, also had the <laughs> boy who was their friend, kind of in yeah in the circle so yeah that was weird i just don't think it would succeed just because like i feel like that movie is like specifically made for like teenage girls like it just hits that that yeah the demographic isn't watching a male version of that yeah like i can't imagine like teenage guys are gonna be like oh yeah i really want to watch a movie about like warlocks or hey bro we're going (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man I, i think the formulas work the way they are because like if michael myers was a girl it wouldn't be scary. No offense to women, but like, you know what I mean? Like most women are naturally smaller than men. So it'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm, trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a movie where like, there's a female killer and I found it like scary. And like, there's nothing that like comes um, to mind really. What about um, urban legends, all girls, right? Urban legends, a woman killer. It's not scary yeah. though. No, urban legend was really scary. It had you cool. You can't kills. tell either. Yeah. You yeah. can't tell it's a woman. 
that's actually one I'd like to revisit. It's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Had a, it, yeah, it had like a fun cast. So it had Robert England in there and uh, Brad Dourif. And, I like it. Yeah, there's like a lot of like legendary horror actors in that. There was a legendary uh, female killer in Camp Twilight. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking but a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, the movie was the worst. What about if you had Sleepaway Camp, but she was a dude that was a girl who uh, saw a vagina that would be fucking weird right that would definitely you probably be couldn't weird. do that that there's probably some rule because he was like underage right you know where i'm going with it it, it, it works the same way i know yeah. you know where i'm going with it it's fucking strange I, yeah, but I, I think it would hit just as well yeah i think it would yeah i agree mm-hmm. i think it would i think it would be equally uh shocking, shocking. yeah Todd, todd's a girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, um, aliens! Because freaking Ripley's so badass. If it yeah. was a dude, it would just be a dude. You know, it wouldn't be anything. Yeah. It'd just be an action film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah be like, that's what I was gonna say, Steve. More of an like, action film. Yeah, it'd be like Bruce Willis fucking killing things again instead of like a badass fucking chick. Mm-hmm. Which I still think is one of the best characters of all time. Like she's so cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. What about like I spit on your grave? Where the Todd? I was just gonna ask that. Right? Yeah, I think that would actually be like super interesting, like to see a guy get like brutally raped in a movie and then like come back for revenge. I think that could actually be a really interesting like trope. It, like, it would because yeah. sexual assault on men is like kind of laughable in society still. So, right? Like, yeah. well, yeah, and like, well, and if it's like brutal like that, like I feel yeah. like it would really like hit like people like and like like I, if I saw like a guy getting like brutally raped in a movie, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh shit! Like, that might be a good rape. good yeah. concept. It, I think so, actually. Yeah. I'm surprised no one's done it yet, honestly. Maybe I think it's still like too, maybe it's still too taboo or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to our her final question. If there was a horror hall of fame, who is the first woman you'd put in there? I think it's got to be Jamie Lee, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the ultimate scream queen. Oh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver, too. Yes. I was gonna, I'd throw Sissy Spacek in there as well. Even though she didn't do like a lot of movies, she's just like such an iconic role. Um, but yeah, I think Jamie Lee is like the ultimate. But Sigourney is, I think, very deserving too. I think maybe Jamie Lee for like traditional slashers, but Sigourney yeah. for like more serious, mm-hmm. I guess. Films. I, I think they would be like, they should go in together. Like they're both like so important to the genre, both like put or just massive roles, female roles. Yeah, maybe like, but then you also have to pay respects to like Janet Lee, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think well, obviously, like our age group, we don't even like right. <laughs> those like the older stuff, but yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and I, I put in because every day on the Discord, I've been putting a woman in horror, like a uh, person, and you have to, to go super OG, Mary Shelley, the first woman in horror, yeah, you know, who wrote uh, the Frankenstein book. So, oh, there's a lot of people who are deserving, yeah. but uh, Jamie Lee's probably the most iconic. I think at, for people at least our generation, right? Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of great names that could definitely go in there. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you have someone you put into the Hall of Fame first? Um, Jamie Lee. Yeah, I think D Wallace would be a good one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. She's like horror, like horror's mom. She's done, she's done like yeah, she's done like so much, you know, uh, for the genre. 
And you can't forget my girl Linnea. She has just done so many horror movies, and she's like was such an iconic part of the eighties. Yeah, she's a lot of men's and women's like one of the first crushes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she stuck like just to the genre too, you know. I mean, maybe not a choice by choice, but she, you know, she she was a very important part of the of the genre and definitely an icon of the genre. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, moving on. The This question comes to us from horror fan Ryan. He says, since most of us have been dealing with shit winter weather lately, what are some of everyone's favorite winter horror movies? I mean, I think the ultimate, uh, we did, I heard, saw someone mention it in the Discord as well. Um, the Thing, I think it is definitely the ultimate winter horror movie, but The Shining definitely comes to my mind as well and then for a new one i i gotta go to the lodge i mean i loved that movie and it's, it's a great it's a great one for the winter yeah those are three solid ones i can't argue with that what about the thing we just said it oh, oh you did wait what about the <laughs> all right joe catcher? jr what about the dream catcher i've actually I've never seen, seen that one a long time yeah i saw it once like on vhs i should read it uh... yeah i need to watch that one yeah, I don't think I, that's Stephen King, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's no. another. That's another when they're like a lot of stories about kids and them grown up, right? Like kind of like it. I believe so, from what I remember of it. There aren't a ton of uh, winter horror movies uh, that I can think of. I mean, I I didn't personally like it, but Pontypool's one of them. Mm. Um, there's Dead Snow. Uh, I don't think I've ever watched that one completely. Neither no, have I, and I, I've heard a lot of love for them, but I've never actually seen them. I can't think of much else. It's uh, maybe something need to people need to hit more because snow sucks. <laughs> they have a fan made one that came out recently. Uh, Don't hike in the snow, which was the sequel to Don't hike in the woods. It was all right, not yeah, bad. I never, I never got my freaking reward for backing them. What I gotta the hell, Todd? Did you watch oh. it at least? No, it's a it's the Blu-ray. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube for free. I want the, I know, but I want the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. It's cool <laughs> to see Jason in the snow for sure though. It was, it was a cool uh, concept. And Tommy Jarvis is in there too. So awesome. All right. Next question comes to us uh was also from a horror fan Ryan. Top five women in horror you would like to meet. Oh. I've I've been lucky to meet a lot of the ones I've really wanted to meet. Um the first one that comes to mind that I haven't met is Heather from the Blair Witch Project haven't had the chance to meet her yet and i would obviously absolutely love to meet her um she do cons though she does she's started to do them again recently before the pandemic she did did a few so i'm hoping i'll have the chance to meet her i really can't believe no one did anything for the 20 year anniversary of that movie like no cons nothing it just like completely ignored it which was shocking to me um i've only got to meet mike so far so i, I and eduardo sanchez the director um, but I, I hope to meet uh, Josh and he- uh, Heather as well soon. Um, and the other set and the second name that comes to mind is Anya Taylor-Joy because um, she's in The Witch, which was on one of my all-time favorite horror movies. And she's doing a lot of great stuff recently as well. Uh, Queen's Gambit, not horror, but that series was fantastic. Um, and Split, which was another great one. So yeah, those are my couple. Yeah, I'll give you, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concur with those. All right. I'll concur, especially with Jamie Lee. Yeah, Jamie Lee. That'd be freaking awesome. What about Sigourney? Sigourney would be awesome, too. They did a con where it was the entire Aliens cast, like, five years ago. And I'm like, she did it. Yes. With everybody. Michael Bean, Lance Hendrickson. 
that's cool. That would have oh, been so amazing. That would have been really amazing. I can't imagine what you would like charge. Like, oh, it's probably at least 200, I bet. I would think. I mean, I would probably pay for her. Um, would you get her to sign Aliens, though, or Ghostbusters? Like, like what? For, for me, Aliens, because I watched that movie like every Saturday when I was a kid. What about you, Steve, since you're like the big Ghostbusters? Good Ghostbusters. You would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like, you know, my probably my most nostalgic film like, from my childhood. So uh, I actually have a lot of like the female and horrors autographs, but I've met very few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't come up here for some reason. But the ones at the top of my list would be Patricia Tallman, who was in the, the Night of the Living Dead remake, uh, Galen Ross from Dawn of the Dead, um, you know, Linnea Quigley, I never met her. She does a million cons, but never comes yeah. here for some reason. Um, just, you know, Sigourney Weaver, of course. Uh, I never met Linda Blair. I have her autograph twice, but mm. never met her. Uh, Samara Weaving would be awesome. You know, there's yeah. so many, but they just don't come here. So, you know, I have the autograph, which is great. But the only ones I've really met that I can think of, I met Elvira. Um, a, few, a few from The Walking Dead. And other than that, not... Oh, and I met the three girls from uh, Evil Dead, which was awesome. They're uh, super they're, nice. Yeah, they're super nice. They came like together, and I was so free and cool and surreal because I'm such a big fan. That yeah. standing in front of them was just they're like, oh. they're, they're hot. Yeah, they're so hot. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I Gail, did. Uh, Galen Ross is super nice too. I hope you get to meet her. Yeah, Galen. Yeah, she, she actually did the rocket truck the year before you came, Steve. Oh, you missed her by a year. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, I, I actually with the. Uh, ladies of the evil dead they i went to a con and they did um live commentary like with the movie they played the movie and they sat in for the whole movie and did live commentary which was really cool and it's uh, so funny bruce decided not to show up and do it even though he was at the con <laughs> but the <laughs> <a> bastard <laughs> i know he well he did his own q a the next day but i guess he just didn't he's i don't know he's, he, he's 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 a very weird guy he's, a, he's gotten worse with age man yeah yeah, he actually, it was the same thing at the, the con I went to. Uh, they had separate panels, the three women yeah. from Little Dead and Bruce. So. I, wonder, I wonder if they, like, maybe not get along or something, or Bruce just thinks he's too, like, Hollywood or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, I've said the story before. Um, Bruce was super nice, but his handler, yeah. the worst handler I've seen in any con was really? his. He was a dick, man. He was, like, checking everyone's items. He was approving them. He was kicking people out of line because he didn't like the item that they had. He was super specific That's about how, where, where you put the fucking post-it, like exactly at the line that you want it in the sign. It was just like a whole fucking thing. It's just, yeah. it, was weird. it was a weird experience. I know for, I know one thing in particular he won't sign is the, I think it's the diamond, diamond the comics or whatever. Comics the, yeah. Cause they did use his likeness or whatever and he didn't right. agree to it or something and he, He's really bitter about that. So I know that's like the one big piece he will, he refuses to sign. Uh, he'll also refuse to sign apparently some of the movies that he's done. Uh, I, I didn't catch which ones, but the, from what I was understanding from the handler, when he was down the line, he was refusing certain certain sounds, movies he had done. Sounds like a drill sergeant going up and down the line. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Like I think of all the celebrities I've met, I've only seen two handlers. Uh, there was him and George Takei, which... He came up to me. He was super nice, but I thought he was like a little too close to George Takei, like the way he was talking about him, which I thought was weird. But it maybe turns out it was, it was his husband. I was gonna say maybe they were lovers. Like, it was, yeah, it was his husband. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Um, but super nice guy. And George Takei is one of my like absolute nicest guys ever. So, but yeah. I know. I know. Also, Christina Ricci. Uh, she 
was at a con Sam and I went to and she refused the only thing that said she wouldn't sign was uh anything black snake moan interestingly right. enough. yeah because hmm. she's naked like, the whole time yeah maybe yeah <laughs> yeah some people like refuse to sign nudity yeah not, not Linnea she's got nudes on her table right, exactly <laughs> yeah she does yeah and oh man I, I have a really like kind of creepy story um when I met Camille Keaton uh from I spit on your grave uh like the guy in front of me like she had like her she's like if you want like anything naked sign she's like I have my own like private folder and the guy like asked to look at them but he didn't buy anything and, like you're just like going through them <laughs> like I was That's like oh this is, this is awkward but she's she was a really um, super sweet lady to meet as well yeah Linnea was really nice to my daughter she's like you haven't watched her let her watch these movies right I'm like no not yet <laughs> yeah Linnea is yeah Linnea is one of the nicest I've met as well she like we legit there was like no one in line and she legit talked to me for like over half an hour. It was great. Sweet. All right. Uh, moving on. So next question comes to us from Weezer face. She asks, who's an actress who hasn't done a horror, but you'd like them to. Mm. I'll go first since I had time to think about it. Uh, maybe she has, I didn't really look into it too much, but my favorite actress outside of horror is Kate Blanchett. I think she's oh, just yeah. a fantastic actress. Uh, and I would love the to clock see her. In the wall, dude. Yeah, yeah, she is in that, but like something like really horror, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see it because she's such a great actress, and I think she could pull off a really cool role. I'll just, I, I really, nothing really comes to my mind right now, but I'll throw out, I'm gonna throw out Meryl Streep because I don't think she's ever done anything horror, and she's a great actress. And that sure becomes her. Great. Yeah, if you count that, that's yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Julia Roberts, I poking count holes it. and everything. <laughs> Julie Roberts, she started. I'm scared. Yeah, she, she was in a weird, like, demonic version of Snow White, if I remember. Really? I think so, yeah. Huh. But yeah, it's. I, I can't think of it because most of my favorite actresses are already in horror, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything. Sam? Mm, I can't think of anyone either. All right. Well, if you could think about it, uh, put it up in the Discord. Okay. Um, next question comes to us from Rise Horror Corner. Who's director that you like who hasn't done horror before, but you want to see dip their feet into horror? Oh, uh, Scorsese. Is it only females? Oh, Scorsese, does that have to be a female? Did, didn't Scorsese do um, what's that one on the island? Shutter Island. Oh, so he did. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. If you count that as horror, I guess that's kind of horror. Yes, right? count it. All right. Well, We're then. just poking holes at everyone's answers. <laughs> All right. What about Tarantino? Well, you know, he did Death Proof, but <laughs> yeah, he did Grindhouse. Yeah. I don't even think Death it, it wasn't super horror. Yeah, Death Proof it, isn't horror at all. That's like an action. Yeah. Movie. It's only because it was part of the Grindhouse that people <laughs> right. consider it horror. But I may or may not have a trivia question around Grindhouse tonight, so oh. get ready. All right, um, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it'd be Wes Anderson. Um, I, I talked about it last or two <laughs> years ago when we did um, The Dead Don't Die, which I felt was kind of Wes Anderson-ish, but that's an imitation of the master. I'd like to see Wes Anderson do a full-blown horror in his kooky... I can just imagine style. these awkward dudes two <laughs> feet from each other, Owen Wilson whispering, hey, there's fucking gun zombies over there. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that would be my pick because most of my favorite like... Uh, directors have made something within the horror genre so 
Hey, did you guys hear about uh, Romero? Like how they're releasing his like wrestling like movie he made? Like it's on, it's on YouTube. It's only eight. okay. They were like actually releasing it though. I guess it's getting like an actual release. I don't know how. It's only like eighteen minutes long. Yeah, I'll send yeah. you the link. It's, I, uh, yeah, it's I watched it. It's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a documentary or is it? It's a mockumentary where. Mockumentary, yeah. Yeah, it's either it's even got um. Lori Caldell, who was in Day of the Dead, she's like in the bar hanging out, and it's 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 pretty rough. <laughs> All right, uh, last series of questions come to us from Chuck, Captain Amazing eighty five. First question: If you could have dinner with any woman of horror, who would it be? Ooh. Dinner um, and extras. Oh, enough, enough, <laughs> Todd. Okay, I won't answer. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think like of someone who would have like great store like stories. I mean, I'd go I I go Linnea, man. She'd have some fucking stories. Who? Linnea Quigley. Oh yeah, yeah. She had nothing but stories. She had she great stories when we interviewed her. <laughs> um, I'll just say Jamie Lee because I'm sure she has some great stories. She'd be great oh, dinner company. Years. She would. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? Um, I'd go with Jamie Lee or Dee Wallace. Mm, nice. mm, yeah. I feel like it'd kind of be like having dinner with like my mom or something. It would mm. be like D Wallace would probably cook for you too. And like <laughs> right? you'd be eating you'd be like here, this is what I used to have when I was in Kansas. Have you ever had this? <laughs> She'd pull your plate away and then drop down like a couple like slices of pie and some warm coffee. How nice. Here you go, dear. She'd be nice. <laughs> I feel like Cassie Bates would be good at dinner company too. Only if she's in character from The Office. <laughs> I did not like her character in The Office. No? Uh, it was, it was, Sam, me and Sam are watching The Office right now. Oh, yeah? Nice. Sam had never really like watched the whole That series. was going to be on my what watch. Okay. Talk. Sorry. You can talk about it there. Uh, and for me, Elvira. She seems like she has a bunch oh of God, crazy yeah. stories. Oh, yeah. so. She has some crazy stories. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> she actually uh, has a book she wrote a book it's going to be coming out soon yeah yeah I, i'm i'm gonna pick that one up for sure i'm very curious as to what she has to say um her, chuck's second question is most memorable death scene of a female character casey becker scream oh my gosh that scene is very frightening yes i always felt so like sick because she was so close to like her parents but she wasn't oh. very sad the scene where he pulls around and knives her in the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, brutal. Yeah, and then just her like sitting there, gutted, hanging from the tree is just yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I think my favorite part about that scene though is when she's like threatening him with her boyfriend, and he's like, "This boyfriend, basically." Yeah, yeah. That and like, oh, great. like her savior's fucked too. Like, yep. that's a cool scene. Have you ever seen the director's cut of that movie? I mean, it's pretty much the same movie, but it's just like super. No. Gore. It's way gorier. Like when like he um kill steve like you can actually see like intestines falling out it's just like a more gorier cut but yeah it's pretty good oh, i wonder if that's on is that out on blu-ray do you know like a special <sighs> i don't know i saw it like a long time ago <laughs> when i bought the uh i it was on one of the special editions i bought like in high school um that had the director's cut on it but i'm sure you can find it somewhere yeah um the first one that came to mind is actually the girl's death in hereditary because oh, damn yeah. <laughs> it like shocked me to my core i was like i sure. really didn't see it coming and damn <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you got. You can't me. forget uh, Janet Lee and Scream and uh, Psycho oh, yeah. Two. Obviously, probably the most iconic kill, like right. woman's kill. I, I think the reason it's like diminished to me is because like everyone knew about it. You know, it's not like a surprise. I mean, people who saw right. it in the sixties, it was a surprise. But uh, so yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sam? You got an iconic female death that you uh, can think of? Mm, not off the top of my head. All right. Um, and the last question that we have tonight is what female uh, villain would make the best neighbor? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to stick on this Kathy Bates train and say Annie Wilkes from Misery because she has a farm. She'd probably come over with some like chicken eggs for you and some milk and be like, hey, lady. you know, she seems like a really nice lady when you don't get on her bad side. So she'd know, have sex with you, you too. If, uh, <laughs> if if it was book version, Kathy Bates. Oh, okay. Yeah. She'd pick Maybe up dudes that are hitchhiking and bang them. Oh, all right then. Just don't cut my legs off. No, uh, Serial Mom. I'm going with Serial Mom. Oh, yes. Aw. She wants to maintain her cover so she's not going to do anything to her neighbors. So, yeah. Doesn't she always. kill one of her neighbors at one point? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think she kills one of them because they didn't rewind the VHS. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I can't think of one. I, I, like Kathy Bates is a great one. Like uh, Annie Wilkes is a great one. I think uh, that would be the ideal situation. Uh, Sam, you got one before we end this segment? Nope. Nope. All right. So thank you everyone for the questions. We super appreciate it. And now a word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Go. Damn! What? Did it happen? Did you watch the Boner in Box movie? No, I need someone to send me the link. We have the DVD. We just need to punch it in the computer. But we'll we'll, we'll get it for next week. Next week, Todd. Todd's mad. Next week, Todd, and I'll send you a few little... Oh, a few little reaction clips. Feel a little private. Oh no, that's not what I was thinking. Was good. All right, yeah, sure, that's that's good too. All right, uh, I'll, I'll finish my Super Bowl deck then uh, to start us off here this week. So um, to complete my Super Bowl bet this year, I watched 2017's XX, which I had to fucking pay for because I couldn't find it anywhere. So, How much was it? Or two ninety nine, so not too bad. Not too uh, bad. Hey, you're supporting women and horror, Steve. Right, and fun fact: uh, YouTube has a great rental service. So, uh, so a lot really? of people probably don't think of YouTube when they're renting movies, but uh, pretty awesome. So, uh, XX is a movie that's uh, made by female directors for them, to be exact, because it's an anthology movie. It's supposed to be like the ultimate female horror experience. So, the first story is called The Box. It's a kid, looks inside some weird dude's box, and is no longer ever hungry. Everyone he tells the secret to also stops eating. Then they eat the mom, they eat the mom, but don't. Then the family members die. We never find out what's in the box or really what the fuck is happening. This is really what this movie this whole review is going to be about the stories go absolutely fucking nowhere they set up something 
and then it just ends. There's never a payoff. There's never like a reason for these things to happen. And this is a really weird example of that where it actually has a good setup. You know, you want to know what's in the box. The little kid stops eating. You want to know why. Then all of a sudden, uh, like every time he tells a secret to people, they stop eating. And then all of a sudden they're eating the mom. But the next scene, the mom is like walking around fine. So I don't really understand why. Then everyone dies and that's it. Story's end. And I was just like, what? Something's uh, missing here. So anyway, story two, the birthday party. A mom has a birthday party for her daughter. She then tries to head a dead body very poorly. So a mom's like setting up a birthday party. It's like a half Halloween, half birthday party. And she finds her husband dead. And instead of like stashing him somewhere, she puts him in like a giant panda suit, I think, and puts him at the head of the table in front of a cake. And then they discover the body, shorts over. That's it. There's nothing, there's no punchline at all. It's the weirdest thing. Great cleavage though. Yeah, right. Uh, story three, four people go hiking in the desert and find some old Native American cave paintings. Later that night, one of the girls turns into a demon and kills everyone. They don't explain, again, what the hell is happening. They don't explain why the demon's there. It's really just a person becomes a demon and kills people, and that's the end of it. Uh, the makeup's actually not too bad. The scares are as good as they're going to get for this thing. This was my favorite of the four stories. And finally, her only living son. A mother notices behavior changes in her son who's turning 18. He's becoming a demon. She confronts him. They hug each other. The end. That's it. And uh, a lot of people are talking about it being kind of a spiritual successor to Rosemary's Baby. Holy fuck, man. This movie sucks. It's just... It's just like you re you represent it as making it this big women in horror, like empowering movie. And this is what you give us. Uh, it's just so friggin' bad. It really, like the worst Tales from the Crypt episode is better than any of the four anthology stories they have in this movie. There's no punchline ever. And it's the weirdest fucking thing. Just a complete waste of time. And yeah, yeah this movie's terrible. The only redeeming factor is that it's not poor quality. It's actually shot in a pretty decent quality, unlike the other films Joe made me watch. Uh, so that it gets like a few points for that, but damn, XX, terrible film. Don't recommend it. So how do you, how do you rank the three now that you watched all three of them for your, your Super Bowl losing bet? Uh, I would say my favorite one was American Poltergeist. This one was second, and American Poltergeist 2, uh, something something Borley Forest, <laughs> was by far the worst one. Just... Mm. There's no redeeming factors in that one. So, yeah. So that completes that fucking tour of the force. <laughs> so thanks, Joe, for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Stop, uh, lo right. Stop losing, Steve. Exactly. You just got to pick them right. I'm not picking the fucking Chiefs next year. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Come on, Steve. They're probably going to be there again, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised. Um, all right. I guess I'll go next. I can't remember if I talked about this on the show or not, so I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna start talking about it, and if you you guys can stop me if I if I've talked about it, but um, I watched uh, Robert Eggers' short film called Brothers. Uh, this was the movie he made before The Witch, because he couldn't get financing for uh, The Witch, so he decided to go out and make a 10 minute short film, uh, you know, to try to get investors. And he made this movie. Uh, this movie is about uh, these two young brothers who go out into the woods on a hunt. And basically just they, they're like, there's like tension there, you know, they're, they don't like get along. They're very young too. I would say probably 
between 11 to like 13 or something like that. Um, but basically like one of the brothers kind of is pointing the gun at the other brother and it's just like a really tension filled 10 minutes. Um, I mean, you can, obviously the camera work is beautiful and you can see totally like, like very big witch vibes uh, with the camera work in this one, but it's very good. And if you know, you're a fan of the witch, I think this is definitely an interesting one to check out. You can watch it for free on YouTube. Um, so yeah. Cool. Um, I don't have anything. I've been doing a lot of book stuff and all that. However, I did just read something very sad. Um, Screen Factory is doing the Event Horizon Special Edition Blu-ray. However, they were not successful in hunting down any of the deleted footage. So unless you want a bunch of, you know, behind the scenes or new interviews with the cast, you're not going to get any of that deleted, unrated footage. So that's a big bummer. That's sad. It is very sad. Um, oh, I haven't been watching The Exorcist season one for our oh. upcoming next show. The one after. One after show. So. <laughs> I am uh, digging it. That's all I'll say. All right. You, you you had started it, right, Todd? You said, and you. I, I watched episode one when you first started talking about, it, so it took mm-hmm. maybe two years ago now. Okay. How far are you into <laughs> it now? Uh, I just finished episode four. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I really look forward to talking about it. Uh, shit, is, shit is getting super real. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 yeah. What's we'll talk the about it. Total on that is it like eight episodes or uh, 10 i think 10. yeah okay the, the the sweet zone right there 10 8 to 10 I agree. Nice. Yep. sam sammy what what do you have for Just joking <laughs> i don't have anything this week. yes you do actually i do and i'm really excited i just forgot so joe and i watched the first two parts of the new are you afraid of the dark and i love it <laughs> Um, I don't know what to say about it, Joe. Okay, so I don't know if you guys saw any of, did you guys ever watch season one? Well, the first last year's Are You Afraid of the Dark? No. It's great. Is it considered a season, Joe, or just a movie? It's considered like a season. Because it was, it's, it's, I'd consider it a mini, like, thing. Because it's only four episodes. It was, the first season was only four episodes. So I'd consider it more of like a mini series. But like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like okay, so anyways, story, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we watched the new one for this year and um, it's really good. Like we enjoyed the one from last year because both of them are really well produced and they are well acted out. Um, with this one, there's a lot of, of course, throwbacks to the Are You Afraid of the Dark um, series. And this one, um, they put a little like warning um notification on it or whatever you want to call it um at the beginning talking about how it could be scary for some kids which they didn't do that on last year's and let me tell you I needed the warning because this one is pretty spooky you guys there were times when I jumped and I like kind of yelled and I even told Joe I was like Joe this one is scary for kids like there's going to be some kids who are going to have nightmares they're going to pee their pants they're probably going to sleep with their parents because it's pretty frightening um but if you guys want to check it out I highly recommend it it's so fun and it just makes you feel like a kid we moved the mattress out into the living room so we had like a little slumber party watching are you afraid of the dark it was so fun yes yeah I'm I'm right there with you season one was great um I loved the story um so I was telling Sam I think 
this one is definitely scarier um but the last season had kind of like a better story um attached to it and, and you had ben from uh it the yeah in the first season and so that was cool to see but uh this one's great yeah i'm really enjoying this one so far it's called the curse of the shadow people um they're in like this small like lighthouse town kind of gave me like the fog vibes a little bit and like these shadow people are like really creepy cool looking um they kind of look like I don't know. It's like a cross between like a demon and like the skull things from warm bodies we saw. Um, it's pretty creepy for like for a kid show. Like, but it's they also real... have like antlers too, so it yeah. kind of reminded me from like the ritual. Like, yeah, yeah, they have like a tree head, like almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it brand. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. We're, I mean, only two episodes in so far, but I mean, it's really well done. Like, I totally. This is like one I could see like when this generation who's watching it now gets older this is one they're gonna have like fond memories of of like this is like what got me into horror because like it like the jump scares are like really effective and like really work well for like a chat a children's based uh television series so i I couldn't recommend it enough especially if you were a fan of the old are you afraid of the darks it's right up your alley and they throw out that nostalgia for people who watched it when you were a kid like all of us did um, you know, they, this one, they go to Sardo's magic shop. Sardo, um, I think, is he dead now in the, in the um, show? It doesn't say, but it's like yeah. his granddad. It's his grandson that runs his the shop. His grandson so is like assume. running Sardo's magic shop now. And like you see stuff from the old show in there. You get, there's one kid, he's reading the Ghastly Grinner comic and stuff like that. So there's a lot of cool callbacks. And uh, yeah, so I, I definitely regret, I think it'd be great for your kids, Todd. I think they would really enjoy it. Uh, even like season one. So yeah, definitely recommend it. All right. Sorry, I'm hearing super weird noises from behind me. Oh no! Oh, I was like, I couldn't tell if you're hearing ghost sounds. I'm, or I'm hearing like people like screaming, like deathly murder. It's weird. Oh my god! Oh, right, no, no one sorry. talk about Steve. Steve, hum, hum for a little bit so we can see. Well, you can't. I can't hear it right now. But it was super weird, and the TV's on mute. I don't understand what the fuck that is. Oh. Uh, anyway, it's weird. Well, oh, we'll so keep an eye. We'll, so I won't keep an eye on the back behind Steve. Make sure no one sneaks up on him. Uh, <laughs> just letting you know, Ghost in Steve's house. I'm not affiliated with Steve. <laughs> now <I> come. <laughs> um, all right. So my second movie this week What's is. What's the red? What's the red? What's the red behind you? Is that your TV? Yeah, that's just. Uh, Turn commercial. off the red, Steve. It, 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 it's, a scary. Kit, it, it's a Kit Kat <laughs> commercial. Why are you scaring us? Yeah, it's just like you're kid- about to burn in hell. She's <laughs> a Kit Kat commercial. <laughs> Dude, red, red is a terrifying color. Did I ever tell you about what the fuck is that? Look behind them. <gasps> Steve, what is that? What, what is what? that? Look oh, behind you, fucker, God. right there. What is that? There's like a white mat. Oh no, that's just a nun. <laughs> Don't worry about her. What? <laughs> that that's <laughs> messed up, Steve. <laughs> that's just a nun. Hold that's on. Just, that's just, just so that's actually uh that actually comes from your house. It's the nun that, that the Joe gave me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why are you? I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> Stop. Put a freaking sheet over it. <laughs> Somebody, you need to take a picture of that and put it in your in the group, please. I, I will. Josh. <laughs> oh gosh, look at that thing. I see her, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what I was referring to. That That's just a statue. She is pretty creepy. That is super terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So my second movie is from 1997 that you can find over on Tubi. And that's Garden Tool Massacre. Uh, I saw, <laughs> the, and, and I keep saying this. I saw this like 
a lot of people talking about on Joe's group, and I always somehow fall for this fucking trap. Oh. And so I decided to check it out because it was, I only had like an hour and a bit, and the movie's like an hour, seven minutes. So I figured, you know, why not? Uh, so this one, a killer is arrested and convicted for life. The film details his last two deadly days before his arrest. This is probably the lowest budget film I've seen since I've joined the podcast. Uh, it was filmed in like, it looks like it was filmed in the early 90s with a Steadicam. Uh, and it was obviously like a student film. And um, anyway, so the film was actually surprising, not the worst for a film like this. Like the quality was bad, but uh, I was still interested throughout the whole thing. It does hit a lot of cliches, which is kind of annoying. Uh, an example of a cliche that they hit is a car breaks down in the middle of the woods and the killer just happens to be like right there where the car breaks down and kind of uh, peeping on, on them and stuff like that. Just cliches like that are so overdone that it bothers me. Um, but the, and the killer is actually pretty cool. So although the quality is really terrible, it's not the worst film ever. And at just an hour, if you're looking for like a student type film with uh, some kills and stuff like that, uh, check it out. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to check it out, but still not the worst film ever. So Garden Tool Massacre on Tubi. Garden Tool Massacre. <laughs> Reminds me of a movie I saw a long time. Uh, the Actually, it was... Um, they actually sent it to review for the podcast. I don't think we ever reviewed it, Todd, but it was called uh, Leaf Blower Massacre. <laughs> I think he sent oh, us a copy. Fun. Is that, a, that could be a fun fall watch. I never, we never actually watched it. Um, super, super low budget. I know that, but yeah. I think there's actually like a few of them now he made. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any more, so you guys. Oh yeah, that's right. Sam, do you have any more? I don't. Okay. You don't want to talk about The Office? <laughs> I know it's not hard, I mean, but... Can I? Yeah, go for it. Todd talked about uh, the Lord of the Rings, so you're all okay. right. <laughs> um, hey guys, so it's Sam, and I am late to the office party. Um, if anyone watches it, shout out, shout out, shout me out in the Discord. I'll be over there waiting for you guys to talk about the office. Um, so I started watching this because Joe absolutely loves this show. He watches it all the time, every single day, no matter what. Um, and I was always like, I don't understand the hype. Like, what's the big deal? And I would watch a few episodes, like when it was actually on in real time, but I just never was obsessed with it like everyone else. Um, so I started watching that and it's hilarious. Like I'm, I, I would say I'm 65% invested in everyone that's involved at the office. Um, we're on season four, I believe we skipped one just because we were watching right into two and Joe said that one is kind of like it's a little like sticky because they're trying to figure out everyone's characters and stuff like that so I think I'm gonna watch that after I'm done with it um and I saw like the last two episodes of the final season but yeah and I could really appreciate that one of the Halloween episodes um Stanley he wore a little creature from the Black Lagoon mask to hide from everyone yep. that just melted my heart well, do you know, I don't know. I, I know you've ta heard. I'm sure you remember this, but uh, Steve has like an office themed office. Like he's like all I, office what? stuff. What? I'm in yeah. there right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my um, god! I need to get a tour of this sometime. Yeah, I'll give you a, a picture of my old one because I didn't take a picture of my new one yet because I'm waiting to do my curtains. But yeah, I, everything so around cool. me is all office related. Oh my gosh, Todd, do you watch The Office? 
do. I love that show. We just did our another rewatch last year. Oh my god. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, so I need to know your guys' favorite character and least favorite. Oh, Dwight. Favorite character all the way. Um, but I do like, uh, I forget his name now, the tall, skinny guy that comes in later, later seasons. Gabe. Gabe's hilarious. I love Gabe. Least favorite? Um, Everyone hates Toby. I don't hate Toby. <laughs> I, like like Toby. <laughs> I like Toby. And, and you know, she, she thinks he's kind of cute. Yeah, One of those is. episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know least favorite. Uh, probably Stanley, because he, he's kind of a dickhead, in my opinion. He's just trying to do his job. Like, I feel like I relate to Stanley a lot, because he's just like, <laughs> let me do my job and leave me out of this foolery. And I stutter. Yeah, like, we just you're fired, that dude. We did. That <laughs> fires ass. Oh, pretzel days, probably. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. But... I don't think we've seen. I don't uh, think we've gone to that that's one. That's one yet, of the best yeah. ones. I don't know. I've been going. I can't tell yet who's oh. my favorite and who's my least. It, I go up and down. Like sometimes with Michael, I want to strangle him to death, and I'm just, I'm like, how has he not gotten beaten up yet at work? Like someone oh. needs to kick him in the ass sometimes season one um, you really really hate michael then because that's when they're i believe it a villain yeah what's yeah the, um... that's what they were saying that's mm-hmm. what one of my friends said is that they were trying to make it more like the other one yeah. um but yeah i like toby i feel like he's definitely underrated and then kevin sometimes i hate yeah. Oh, he's too kevin. he's too much uh, i don't like oscar. for the chili day chili day I find, yeah, I find oscar a little boring like <laughs> yeah i think he's underused oh well, yeah they use him quite a bit later so maybe you'll mm. okay Brit, Brit, uh british girl is annoying for the first season she's in but the second one she comes back and she's all right yeah british we haven't girl? gotten to her yet okay. uh yeah nelly um my least favorite of the nelly. like the main is probably angela i just don't think she has like really much of an arc like she's hot all. she's hot though you think angela's hot todd yeah. hell yeah she's got that oh, I love innocent that. i love when have you got to the scene where dwight she's she tells dwight um like they're gonna go have sex and she's like yeah but no cookie and he's like but what if i'm hungry <laughs> i don't know if I've seen i don't that. think we've seen that yeah we just we just we're i think we're just getting ready to start season five um, we just finished. We just uh, last a few days ago, we watched the dinner party episode, which I think oh, is like that's the best one. Time favorite. <laughs> yeah. I loved that episode so much. Snip, snap, and, snip, yeah. snap. <laughs> <laughs> I used to really like Jan, but she's just become like awful. I'm like, can you just be honest with Michael and stuff? But Michael needs to also get a clue too, like throwing the baby shower. Then she already had the baby and all yeah. of that stuff. Like love. I just felt. So- I know I felt so bad for Jan's him, but Michael. Too. Michael's hot though. Like I always like when he, they put him in like workout clothes and he's in street clothes, but anything besides his big old suit that is way too big for his hot body. What, a, what yeah. about Come date Mike? Michael is hot. Have you seen date Mike oh, yeah, yet? We haven't gotten to that one yet. That's a <laughs> oh great God. episode though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, back to horror. I'm excited for, I'm excited to watch. Uh, well, we, I've actually shown Sam this episode, but Scott's tots is like one of my favorites. Oh my God. It's, it's the cringiest episode ever. <laughs> I don't good... remember that episode. Mm, you will. Uh, we watched it, yeah, before when he like he, prom- okay. he promises the kids like the college tuition. Oh yeah, a long time ago, but we haven't yeah, watched yeah, yeah. it like in the order yet. No, yeah, we haven't watched it yet. Yeah, but I'm excited. So yeah, cool. uh, I I do have a horror update that I have been wa- uh, listening actually to Salem's Lot on Audible on the way to work. Oh, um, it's Better good. Than the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, loads, loads. 
It's good. It's got typical Stephen King things where he's like talking about like paint. Like there's a paint can by the back door, but he hasn't painted that. And I'm like, dude, I don't. No one cares, Stephen. Like, get to the freaking <laughs> vampire, please. Yeah. But it's pretty good. Nice. Um, all right, I got one more. I guess I can talk about. Um, and I know Todd has seen this one. Uh, 2020s Sputnik. Ah, uh, this yeah, this one. Uh, I I saw like a lot of people it on a lot of people's like top ten lists and stuff like that. I know Todd. I don't think was as big on it. Uh, but I decided to check it out. Um, this one is about um, these Russian cosmonauts. Um, they have a accident up in space. Their uh, spacecraft uh, crash crashes, and uh, one of them survives. Um, the survivor one gets placed into uh, like a quarantine, and uh, they bring this woman in to. Um, uh, you know observe him um what they don't really tell her is that um he brought an alien back with him and but the alien is actually living inside of him um and he comes out uh like once a day basically to feed um but the alien is also like attached to this guy like uh like when he even like when the alien comes out of his body like it's like he still like kind of like has his Uh, mind like the guy kind of like knows what is going on um super interesting movie like it is not based like this was not the movie i was expecting at all um it's really more of like a straight sci-fi drama type stuff but i you know what i actually really enjoyed it i thought it was like a super original concept um like very different from like your typical alien style movie i think i thought it was really cool um, would it have made my top 10 last year? Probably not, but it, I mean, maybe like top 15, top 20, like it, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a nice, um, fresh surprise, very original and yeah, I dug it. So I would recommend it. Awesome. Uh, I got one more and just before update, the screaming is my wife's, uh, TV show from uh, way upstairs. So. And she <laughs> What's has she a, watching? Uh, Wentworth porn, which, uh, a prison <laughs> show. Wentworth? Yeah. Oh my ben god, I love that. that show so much. <laughs> yeah, is that prison break? Yeah, for women. Oh. It's yeah, it's like well, kind of the it's kind of like the hardcore version of Orange is the New Black. It's so good. <laughs> um, well, that it's reassuring too that <laughs> it's the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my last one this week actually comes out on the day that uh, this episode is being released, and also on a side note, Happy Jewish Halloween, which is apparently a thing. Uh, Weezerface told us in the Discord. Did not know, but uh, to all our Jewish listeners, happy Halloween, I guess. I don't know what it's actually called. Um, And the reason I bring that up is, so the movie is called The Vigil. It's from 2021. Uh, We got it as a screener. We're supposed to get an interview, but I I guess it fell through. So I'm just going to talk about it now anyway. Uh, This story, a man who left his synagogue and trying to adjust to life outside is brought in to watch over a body overnight from his former rabbi to make some much needed cash. Little does he know, the body is attached to a demon, which will transfer to him unless he can stop it before dawn. Uh, I really like, like, dig religious horror. The thing with religious horror is it's, like, always, it's always Christian horror. It's always Catholic horror. It's always demons. It's always priests. Always has to do with the Vatican and stuff like that. So to see a horror film based off another religion, uh, in this case, uh, the Jewish religion, I think is really, really cool. So I was really looking forward to seeing this. Uh, The movie started off really, really good. I was really into it. They go into the lore as to why 
he needed to be there with the body overnight. It's like a part of a religious thing that they do. And it was really kind of an interesting, unique storyline. So I really like that. And you know, I was really invested, but unfortunately, the longer it went, the more it went into familiar horror tropes. And ultimately, by the end of it, it was it became kind of a cliched, regular uh, demon film, you know, and that's unfortunate. I think they had a really cool angle and something unique to the horror genre, but then they went into this familiar tropes. And that's ultimately what lost me in the end. There were some pretty decent scares, though. So if you're looking for some scares, I would recommend it on that front. Um, the one problem one problem I have with the scares is way too much uh, overuse of jump scares as opposed to long lingering scares, which they also had, but a lot of jump scares. And the fucking sound design in this is awful. It is way too loud. It's like obvious that they're really trying to go with the jump scares through sound, but it happens so often and it's so friggin' loud that by the end of it, it's just distracting. So overall, I would still recommend it because it's such a unique take on the horror genre with the whole uh, like Jewish thing and everything like that. But outside of that, unfortunately, it's just a cliche movie, but I would still recommend at least checking it out one time. I think it will be on Shutter at some point. I'm pretty sure I saw the Shutter logo at the beginning. So maybe wait for that. If not, it's out on VOD as of the day this uh, recording, the podcast is dropping. So that's The Vigil 2021. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to checking it out, even though maybe your review is kind of lukewarm, but uh, definitely like an interesting concept. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's trivia time. Trivia time. Ooh, okay, so the current stats are as follows. Joe, number one, 22 freaking points. He's excited. He's ready. He's been training hard for it. We've got young challengers coming up. Sam and Todd Scared. tied for second with 19. All Steve, right. Steve holding up the rear with 16, but it's anyone's game. It's uh, been moving back and forth every single episode for some reason. So no one's a clear favorite yet. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, usually we get like two, three points each. Now we're getting fucking seven point jumps and uh, stuff. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> Sam, I need you to sabotage Joe somehow. Let's make I this know. happen. I definitely need If to. I wink three times, that means the answer is <laughs> <laughs> so we need all right, never mind. Let's go. Who's going first? Jarred us off. Um, my first question comes to us from horror fan Ryan. So all shout right. out to him for sending me a question. And his question is I feel like this one is uh geared towards Steve or Todd for sure. Ooh, but ooh. Sam, maybe you can surprise us and, and steal right. this one from them. All right. What character in Dawn of the Dead said, when there's no more Peter. real hell, the dead will walk behind? I said, oh, oh, oh really first. <laughs> we're going to need, a tie, we're gonna need yeah. uh, audio review on this one. I think it was pretty tied from my end. Let, let's uh, yeah. give it to both of us for now. Yeah, I'd give you both a point. It was very close. That, yeah, yeah, let's, let's stick no to it. Both of us got hell, right, The dead will walk the earth was said by Peter, a.k.a. <laughs> Ken Forey. AKA yeah, biggest man I've ever met in person. That guy's fucking huge. huge. Yes. When we went to Rock and Chalk, uh, me and Joe, no one was at his table like ever. He was just sitting what? there alone. No, no handler, no one. He was just sitting there like wow. just playing with his nails. Like, yeah. That is it, it, fucked up. Yeah, it was sad. Man, I met him so many times that last time I said the story, but last time he, he's like, hey man, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, uh. Aww, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So nice yeah. of him. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'll go since either me or 
Steve got the last one. All right, from Kayla, thank you. Uh, and the Devil's Rejects. What's the name of the motel they stay at at the beginning where they first escape from? No. Great question. Great question, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those where- Monte. That's incorrect. It's one of those, like, if you would have to, when you watch it, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. It's been actually quite a while since I've seen Devil's Rejects. Me too. I think I've only, yeah, I've been about 10 years now. Yeah. I don't remember. All right. Kahiki Palms. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, that yeah. would not have Everyone been the one that I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, my first question also comes from Kayla. Ooh. Alice Sweet Alice was the film debut of which actress? Oh. Uh, Brooke Shields. Correct. Nice one. Thank you. need to watch that one. Yeah. That's a good one. I just thought of something. Maybe that could be fun for uh, my birthday episode. One that is a little uh, weird, but uh, have any of you guys seen One Hour Photo? With uh, Robin, Robin Williams? Robin Williams? A long, yeah. like when it first came I out. I saw maybe. that when I was a kid. That could be an interesting one to discuss. That would be I, a really interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one where he kidnaps the two adults and makes them do sex acts? Yeah. Hmm. All right, Sam. Alrighty, so my trivia question also comes from Kayla. Thank you so much, Cool. Alrighty, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. What weapon does Maddie obtain from the villainous man in Hush? Uh, crossbow. Alrighty, Totter gets a point. Yes! Totter, Totter, Totter. <laughs> keep it going, keep it going. All right, well, I'll keep it going because this one also comes from Kayla. So I guess she sent us all the questions. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. In uh, American Psycho, what Huey Lewis in the new song plays when Patrick Bates square? square. I think Todd got it. Yeah, I'm going to Todd. Yes. Yeah. Yes, correct. He kills Paul Allen. So fucking so good, man. Hip to be square. Me and Todd are apparently on the same uh, wavelength today. (laughs) (laughs) I I was, I've been telling my wife that for like two days, you know, the scene where um, Patrick tells his uh, receptionist, do not wear that outfit again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I've been telling her that shit. So funny. (laughs) She like, leave me alone. I'm like, wear something sexier with high heels. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Um, Okay. May related squatters. This is a goodie. Uh-oh. This is one I did not know until I watched the movie again. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. In May, what Italian horror film is featured in Adam's Room? Ooh. Italian. I don't know if I noticed. Yeah. I know he did He did mention Argento at one point. So I'm thinking it's an Argento movie. Is it zombie? Movie. Incorrect. Not zombie. I'll give you guys a hint once Joe and Sam take a guess. Mm. Um, I will say... Suspiria. Incorrect. It's actually my favorite Argento movie. I have oh, no idea. There's another hint. So the hint is Argento, but I'll give you another one. Um, not Suspiria. To neighbor? No. Um, very iconic cover art that is featured as a picture in Adam's room. Mm. If you saw like the poster or Blu-ray, you would know it. The Beyond. Incorrect. Deep Red. Correct. All right. Everyone give up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Opera. Like ah. Opera. Oh. That's my favorite like one by him. Like every Argento movie besides <laughs> that. Yeah, it's a, it's a photo where she has like the pins under her eyes. And, like, oh, she okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
guess um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Argento guy overall though. Me, yeah, me either. Yeah. All right, uh, I forgot to mention all my questions this week are female in horror. Like, so. Ooh. All right. So this one I think you guys are gonna know, so better be quick on it. Angela Bettis, the titular character in May, played which horror icon Yay! in the TV? That's right. I just, nice. I actually just said this to Sam tonight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because she was like, Angela Bettis, why does that sound familiar? I was like, oh, well, she played Carrie. And she was like, wait, which one? No, I what I'm... I said was, because I knew Angela Bettis was in Carrie, but I was yeah. picturing her to be the... Uh, Carrie Rage, Carrie. So after we watched it, I was that like, I her? thought. In that one? No. I was like, I thought that is was. And Joe was like, she was. And I was like, well, I thought she was in Carrie. And he's like, she was. And I'm like, I don't remember her. I was thinking of the other girl. So I got to look it up. But mm-hmm. I thought anyway. she was in the Rage too. No, no uh, the TV movie. Oh, okay. I thought I okay. Because I haven't seen that one. Yes. Joe. My turn. Okay. Mine also. Oh wait, no, sorry, Sam. Oh, okay. Oh, my turn. Yeah. Um. Okay. In the hills have eyes. Original or remake? Remake. <laughs> okay. What city in California is the Carter family traveling to? Oh God. Uh, San Diego. All right, Tom. Yes. <laughs> that reminds me, I still gotta Venmo my money to you. Same. <laughs> It's double now. So. <laughs> Probably should be. Cocksuckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, um, my, my turn? If you guys are ever in San Diego, it's got a really cool zoo. Oh. Just for right. fun. Yeah. Nice. All righty. Mine also May related. What is May's last name? Oh, fuck. It's Why said like I... two or three times in the movie. Um, the first time White. you hear it, no. Oh. They, she's it's introduced um i think for the first time when she meets the blind children is it like canada or canada you're very close kennedy oh, kennedy? kennedy yes yeah I fuck her yeah Steve yeah. got the one two points i, I remember saying it sounded like canada and i was like oh. <laughs> yeah i want to talk about the blind kids that's uh <laughs> i got a question about that Kind of, it's an interesting scene. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to me. Final question. All right, this one is I alluded to at Grindhouse earlier. So we all know that there are a bunch of fake trailers for Grindhouse, right? Yes. Yep. Edgar Wright, the director of Shaun of the Dead. What does his trailer keep telling you to do? Don't. Exactly. You got it. Mm. If you think you want to open that door. Don't. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, final question from me. Okay, so this one actually has two answers, but I just need one. So All you right. don't have to know both. Name me one of the female clowns in Carol Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. Yeah, that... Sam, this is your movie. I know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Slappy. No. <laughs> I don't even remember the female clown. It's been so long since I've seen like that movie in its entirety. Daphne. Nope. Daphne Aguilera. You're close-ish. Delphine. Nope. Delphia. Nope. What's close to Daphne? I got nothing. Blamfly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys? You guys? Uh, you know? Yeah. 
So it was either Daisy or, mm. or Rosebud. Dang it. Well then. All right, Sam. All righty. This is a tagline from a movie poster. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are no good holes, only good parts. May? Green? All right, Totter. <laughs> Yay. Are you giving me all your answers? No, I'm not. <laughs> There's like a delay, and then you're like, fuck it. Ah. <laughs> all right, bonus question. I got a bonus question as well. When you're... I do too. Okay, well, I, I guess I'll make one up. <laughs> I, don't ha I don't remember the answer, though, for mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, tell us the question. We'll see if we Google, know the yeah, answer. Google it. What? Brand cigarettes. Bison. They smoke. Bison. I wrote is, is it down. Is, that, is it bison? I yeah. think it's bison. Yeah. yeah. I wrote it down. All right. Uh, mine are also May related. Um, what is the movie Adam made? What's Jack the title? And, oh, uh, no. Oh, it Wait, is Jack, and Jack and Joe. Yeah. Jack and Joe. Steve, why couldn't you pull the trigger on <laughs> it? Damn it. <laughs> to the judges. Does Joe get that or does Steve give him too much? I mean, Sam. You don't get saying it. I, I, he started it and I finished it, so I don't know. Like cancels each other. I don't know. I say Steve leave it up to the Discord. Steve knew, but he was scared. Oh no, no, no. Okay, no, no. I'll do a different one then. All right. Same movie. What is the name of the dog with the intestines that fall out? Oh. Oh. It's an old man name. Is it Jack? Not Jack. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't remember. It's it is like an old. old it is an it old is, timer. It's an old name. Man, yeah, it's an old. Yeah. Man, it's an old man name. I can't remember it though. Eugene. Sam. Sam. It starts with, it start, Sam. It starts with an S. And it starts with an S E. Seymour. 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 Feed me, Seymour. He's freaky, dude. May. Yeah. Talk okay. Here's later. mine. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, I got two. May oh. related. Mm. Which eye is May's lazy eye? That is right, actually right? a continuity issue. That's yeah. a continuity issue. Is it? Yeah, both. She both at one point. Here, so she's she's a little girl. She has it over this eye. Right? Yeah, she does. Yeah. And then when she's an adult, she has it over this eye. Yeah. That's so true. that was I, I was asking. Well. Was that error by ch choice well see and that's the thing though is like usually they cover up the strong correct eye, me right? if i'm wrong they cover yeah. up the strong eye so the weak eye has to go i think yeah, she's right. that, it's the right eye yeah yeah. But yeah i didn't know right that eye. so i don't know would the audience know that unless they knew i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> fine no one gets a damn point <laughs> here's another question what do may and adam share on the bench. cigarette sandwich 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 yeah cigarette and a sandwich <laughs> oh seven points baby tied it oh. for the third week in a row now the record <laughs> did you just Goodness. give yourself two points for that talk <laughs> I, get, I was at six okay i was like it's not a two-pointer it's only one point all right and final okay. question for tonight Ooh, i need to get a second break the record it's also a may really question Ooh. what does may serve to drink at Back her oh, gatorade what color? Yellow. Green. Yellow. Mine. Yeah. Todd got it. Eight. Yellow gear. Fucking points. <laughs> Whatever. I said yellow first, Steve. All right, we done. Fine. Fucking. Here's another oh. question. All right, I think we're oh. done. 
Give it to me. Uh, no, stop. Let's stop make look that. for Adam. Macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Is that real? No, so that's not real. You said it before. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the tally tonight is your two-time champ, eight points, a record. Sam, one. Joe, two. Steve, two. Oh, I like Damn the sound it. of that. Brings us to a new leader, Todd, 27, Sam, 20, Joe, 24, Steve, 18. Uh. I don't want to say anything to Steve because I don't want to get him riled up. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you know how when you meet someone and you think you like them, but then the more you talk to them, you see parts you don't like. Everyone always thought May was different. Jesus, what are you doing? Relaxing. Doesn't it hurt? Ow! You crazy bitch! But really, she was just misunderstood. I need a real friend. Someone I can hold. Don't be mad. Then, one day, May met Adam. Hello? The boy I saw today is different. So what do you do, May? I work at the animal hospital. When I left for vacation, my dog had four legs. You can't sew it back on, can you? I could. Some people think it's kind of gross. I love gross. Really? And she thought he liked her just the way she was. Oh, you're bleeding. I know. Hey, this is weird. You like weird. Not that weird. But May's new friend turned out to be just like everyone else. I'm sorry things didn't work out between us. It just didn't feel right. So many pretty parts, no pretty holes. So May decided to make a friend of her own. I need more parts. You have a beautiful neck. I love your tattoo. Can I get a few more measurements? I love your hands. You have really beautiful legs. You're gonna look perfect. directed by Lucky McKee, psychological horror about a lonely young woman traumatized by a difficult childhood and her increasingly desperate attempts to connect with the people around her. So basically, May, uh, we meet her as a little girl. She has a lazy eye and her mother does not treat her very nicely. Uh, she gives her an eye patch and she basically doesn't give her any social skills to deal with the kids. So she's automatically um, put on guard. And then her mom doesn't help either by not encouraging her to make friends because her mom's kind of an asshole. And she gives her a doll, which she's not allowed to play with. And that kind of starts her spiral downhill from when she's a child. Fast forward and she's a recluse. She works at a veterinarian's office. She's super into morbid things. She kind of gets turned on by pain. She cuts herself. She likes um, participating in the uh, surgery for the animals, but not in like a helpful way, more like a you know morbid curiosity way. And she obsesses over anyone that comes into her life um, whether it's the uh, the coworker played by Anna Ferris, and then a gentleman that's a mechanic named Adam, and she fixates on certain things that she likes from their their bodies. Adam is his hands, like not just like oh he's got nice hands, like she wants to rub them and she fantasizes about him, things like that. Anna Ferris is neck, um, and she has zero social skills, so she has no idea how to talk to people, and she's just awkward at all times. Sam, women in horror. Take it away. Where do I start? (laughs) 
Um, okay, so like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, this is a first time watch for me, and I liked it. Um, in the beginning and in the middle, I found May to be like sweet. I thought she was cute. I thought she was like awkward, and I felt really bad for her, um, especially since she didn't grow up with any kind of social skills or how to cope in social scenarios. Um, I thought it was cool that she worked out of that clinic. Um, I loved all of the music that they had. I thought it was maybe in the nineties just because of the music and everything. But Joe said it was like 2002, I think maybe I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I liked it. And my favorite scene is the one where she ends up going over to Adam's house and watches his film that he made. Like, I just love that scene so much where they're playing the song and like watching his movie of this couple just like eating together, having a sweet picnic. And then it goes on of where the girl like bites his finger and they just start eating each other and there's like blood everywhere. And it's so cute because like you can tell that May's like getting a boner for Adam because she's like, oh, you're into this weird stuff too. Um, I just, I really liked it. I just thought it was really cute because you kind of like feel bad for her and she just wants some love and affection but she starts to get a little overboard and not realizing that um not that she's a weirdo or anything but she's weird she's a weirdo joe steve hi yeah uh yeah so uh this has been it had been a very long time since i've seen this movie i, I probably high school was like the last time i had seen this um so yeah, it was, you know, mainly a pretty fresh watch. I mean, I remembered a few of the memorable scenes, but for the most part, not much. And yeah, this movie still holds up like really well. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, It was a lot slower than I remembered, but it, it, I didn't find it like boring at all. Like it, you know, it's definitely like a movie that takes its time to get where it's going, but it's all very you know, it's intentional. I think obviously you're, you're waiting for that moment for her to finally break, you know, uh, and it, it, perfect analogy, obviously with the glass breaking on the doll, she keeps hearing. It's just, you know, obviously like just wait her waiting for that final mental break part. Um, but yeah, I mean, a great movie, really interesting because she's not someone I guess you should really have sympathy for at the end but I still like my heart still broke for her. Like even like at the end of the movie, you know, um, cause she's just such a sympathetic character. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it's just very like depressing and bleak. Um, and, and I mean, this movie is totally Angela Bettis's movie. I mean, without her, her performance is amazing in this. She totally makes this movie a different actress. I don't think, I mean, maybe could have pulled it off, but she, you know, she. That's she my exact off. note. That's my exact yeah. note. If it was she, a worse actress, it would have sucked. Yeah, she she just like she. I mean, she runs this movie perfect. Like Lucky McKee got very lucky uh, casting her. Obviously, um, you know, she's definitely the gift of this movie. Um, you know, good cast overall, though. Even like you know, the the side characters are okay. I would say my my least favorite is probably Anna Faris's character. Um, you know, just, I don't know. I just felt like she didn't work. Performance yeah, okay. is weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. very odd performance. Uh, hey, doll. <laughs> and this is like an odd, weird movie, but her performance just, I think, is very out of place 
um, for the rest of the movie. I think they could have, if she played it down a little bit, it actually would have been better for the movie. Um, but yeah, I'll save my thoughts for uh, my other thoughts for after. Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with what everyone said. Um, I hadn't seen it since um, probably its first like DVD release, so 2004 or five, and uh, I didn't remember much of it. It's uh, you know, there's a lot of things I like about the film. Like you guys said, the performances are like really great. I also didn't really like Anna Faris's entire story arc. I didn't really understand what it really brought to the plot like i didn't think it's kind of a distraction of what was going on for the rest of the film um there are some like plot holes that i kind of think are happening which i'll talk about when we're kind of more spoiling it a little bit more um i always and I, I i keep saying this but fuck i'm tired of the animal killings it's just like seems to happen in a lot of these horror films and i just don't like it so that threw me off i did like the symbolism with the doll you know kind of slowly breaking apart and which was matching may's personality then you have the frankenstein uh, tattoo uh, that you know kind of symbolizes things that are going on a little bit later so there's a lot of cool little symbolism but there are some things about the movie that kind of bothered me but we'll get into that uh, soon enough before we get into the spoiler territory obviously guys watch the movies available on tubi or amazon prime what did you watch on steve tubi I rented a ton of YouTube. It was Ford not a fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one question though. Do you guys have any ice cubes I can rub on my nipples real quick? <laughs> really, hot, really hot. There was he, was some... like, he was like really hot, but he was like barely even wearing a shirt. It was like a like yeah. a shirt with a ton of holes on in it. <laughs> well, I think he was just trying to get to the point of thinking he was gonna have sex with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I even asked Joe, I was like, "Is he gonna rape her? Like, what's happening right now?" There, there's a lot of weird one-liners in this. Like Anna Ferris tells her at the beginning, "You want to hang out and meet and eat uh, eat melon." Sorry, is that yeah. like a lesbian thing? Yeah, and then she actually eats melons though when she goes over, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I thought it was like code for a lesbian thing, but I'm like, I've never heard that. Yeah. Um, maybe. And then Ice Cube's red nipples on. Yeah, you want to go with me get some jujubes? Like what? Um. Yeah. What are your plot holes, Steve? I want to. What are those? Uh, one of them is, so she has a fixation on Anna Ferris's moles, uh, the one on her hand and the one on her neck specifically that they point to, as if to show that moles kind of take away from the beauty of the person. But Jeremy Sisto has moles too. Why, why isn't she bothered by his moles? Like, I just yeah. don't understand why it's such a big deal for Anna Ferris, but it's not a big deal for Jeremy Sisto. So I can understand. moles are different though. You know, I, they're different but i don't I, like i don't why make the point if you're not going to follow through with that uh throughout the story you know so that was one thing that bothered me like i don't understand i, I think i would have loved to have seen them explain more how she got the way she was because so i i get she, she was picked on and stuff but didn't show her getting picked on to the level of her being that kind of socially distant um so i, I, I wish she had to college man because you gotta go to college to be a vet like surgical assistant right right yeah no exactly it's like just... how the hell should you do that yeah so, i actually steve uh, i read something about this on imdb and i'm just gonna read it directly from imdb so originally the film opened with a lengthy introduction to may as a child but when the film appeared to be taking too long to get to its point most of those scenes were cut the opening with the adult may specifically the first scene with her and her doll was shot quickly and only to make the point that may was lonely as quick as possible so I, there was like definitely more of a backstory there, but cut because of time. Right. Yeah. And maybe they should have focused a little bit more on that and a little less on yeah, the relationship. I, I agree. You know? yeah. mm -hmm. uh, just to kind of explain 
I think cut Anna Faris's character completely. Yeah, just basically. Yeah. yeah, and the same thing with like the doctor, like. <laughs> it was totally pointless was that the guy from borat by the way yeah it is. Just, yeah yeah <laughs> uh and the last thing are we spoiling it yet to, to the end yeah go for it uh and i really don't understand this so she cuts uh i, I forget i forget what his character's name is jeremy sisto's hand yeah adam adam right because she loved him so much she wanted to put it on her like ultimate doll but then when you look at the doll it's also got his arms so why did arms. she cut the hands because <laughs> it it made no sense she took the the punk guy's arms no, because he had the Frankenstein tattoo. Huh. Was it not there? It was there. So he, why did she cut the hands if she's using the same arms? I just don't Wait, understand. Wait, no, isn't she using the is punk guy's arms? Yeah, but, but torso, his upper torso, I thought, yeah. It, doesn't he have a Frankenstein tattoo during Sisto's character? No, no the that's other guy punk. did. Oh, that's what... Guy. Oh, okay, see? This, I guess I missed that. I thought yeah. he had the, the tattoo, and that's where I got confused. I'm like, why take off the hands if you're going to use the fucking arms? Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense then. So Especially in, like, finger bang herself with them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought that was, <laughs> that, I thought that that, was, was coming. That could have yeah. been a different movie Maybe. for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, her, her obsession with the hands was uh, was interesting, too. I was like, bye, hands. <laughs> well, I asked Joe this, and I want to know what Steve and Todd would say. So... When she's making out with Adam and she bites his lip really hard and he's like bleeding everywhere and she starts rubbing his blood all over her face because she's like into it and he's like, "Whoa, can I get like a towel for my lip?" Uh, Joe said he would be into it. What would you guys do? It happened to me. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is it with farm girl? <laughs> you know what? Uh, what? No, 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 no. Sorry, it wasn't. No, uh, it was this other girl I called Natasha. So uh, I dated this girl. I was in grade 10 grade 11 i think oh, so okay. we were taking the subway and she like she's like come here come here and then she goes in for like a kiss but she bites my lip and she bit it so hard that i started bleeding profusely and i'm on a subway and it's like going all over my shirt and shit down my chin i didn't have a beard at the time and she's laughing she thought it was like the funniest thing and people are looking at me like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that happened to me and it was super awkward and that's actually the beginning of the catalyst that eventually made me break up with her. Uh, there was other oh. other things that you know were way worse than that. Like she yeah. bites your pee pee. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Just uh, <laughs> she's super possessive about stuff. It was super weird. About but your anyway, pee pee. That's a whole. Uh, about your pee pee. Yeah, whole whole other story. But yeah, and no, I'm totally not into that. It's just it was. It's like if it happens by accident, that's one thing. But to start like smearing it and like licking it, shit, no. That's... But if you were about, to, if you thought you were about to have sex with her. No, no, you the, 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 the one I rule. You, Joe. The one rule is you don't put your dick in crazy. Right. The one rule. <laughs> the one rule, Joe. That's Damn it. Very true. She's very crazy, but like I'm like you know, I you know if you're already there, you know. <laughs> no, there is no you know. There is no you know. She she. What if she bites your wiener off? Exactly. I mean, she didn't seem that crazy. Like where I'd be like, and at that like, point, well, movie, she didn't seem that crazy. That point, that, yeah. I was. It was still early on in the movie where she hadn't did, gone like full crazy. Did you see yet. how they met? <laughs> like, she's rubbing oh, yeah. her face on his hand while he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's an unsung hero, Which, man. He was a nice guy, all things considered. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Too. Yeah, like he's, yeah. He he's was like, very patient I, with her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But and no, he didn't but, try yeah, to if you like her. bite my lip and cause me pain, like, sorry, I gotta go. And then when I'm outside of your apartment and she's like, I told you to face the Right. Yeah. yeah that's true like, I, yeah. was this was, and was this before or after she was standing outside his door without knocking for two hours 
after. Before. Was that before? I think it was before. I don't know. That's creepy too. <laughs> That's creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have kicked her to the side. I think after that. But, um, but he yeah, he was honestly too nice to a fault. Like he kept like kind of like leading her on. I guess like he didn't want to completely cut the cord from her when he probably should have just been like, listen, stop calling me, you weirdo. Well, was he leading her? Well, he kept like, she kept being, she kept being like, uh, all right, can we hang out tomorrow? And he was like, maybe. Like, why wouldn't he just be like, uh, no, like we're done. Like, he doesn't know done. yet. He's unsure. He's like, it depends how the next five minutes goes. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but he already moved on. I mean, he dumped her and was dating another girl. So like, why like keep stringing May along, you know, for no reason? Well, May kind of ruined it for her, obviously, but like when she gets in when they're in the car and she's like I've never had a boyfriend before where yeah. she's like pretty much saying that that's her boyfriend now and he's like wait yeah. a minute what she'd be like nope yeah yeah I, she's just like such a sad character though like she I is. mean I do you feel the same way I did like did you like feel bad for her like oh, in yeah. the end like even after she killed everyone and she's just like sitting there with her her Frankenstein body crying like her eyes out like oh yeah it's just so sad okay so I was team May but until she fucking killed her cat I was like okay bitch now I'm gonna kill you (laughs) like it's on May I'm gonna tear all of your limbs off your little body beat you to death and then I'm gonna sew your limbs back on and then rip them off and then beat you again (laughs) all for killing your poor cat I she, thought she was she gonna sell the to cat. By the cat, okay. The cat didn't want to love her either. So nothing. My cat's mean to me didn't... too. <laughs> so that's a cat, though. Where's my yeah, cat at? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, she just wants to be loved by literally anyone. Like it didn't matter to her, like whether it was a man, a woman, like anything. Like, and I think that's like where um, a backstory definitely would have helped. Like maybe seeing like her mom. Like you see a little bit of her mom kind of being cold to her, but I think it would have definitely helped to see more like of that with like why exactly she became so antisocial. I guess. Can we can we talk about the blind kids? So, oh, yes. <laughs> so so she, she she goes up to a kid, admires her, then walks up to the school and's like, I want to work here. I want to work with that kid. <laughs> like, isn't that I a little that... bit of a fucking uh, red flag for a school yeah. to just be like, ah, come on in. And yeah, you can I work know. with that kid. I, I hate that kid anyway. You know, I mean, it's just, it was a weird scene. And then the whole glass breaking thing where they're all on their knees and their hands and like, laughing so, so not really weird was, yeah what a like, weird yeah, they didn't kids, cry like, until about yeah. two minutes in yeah it's like <laughs> yeah, they're enjoying that part it really didn't make that part was like way like out of left field like why would like they like were like intentionally crawling on the glass at one point like it wasn't even like they were trying to avoid it like <laughs> yeah you know it feels it, like it, it sounded better on paper than yeah in real life you know it just it just right, didn't work in the right. film but maybe as a script it looked it made sense but holy shit it, i was just confused yeah, yeah maybe they just was, forgot to cut weird. out the audio and it's like the yeah. real audio when the kids are like just crawling around yeah. like, and like why right, would but... the kids like care that much to like like fucking fight the doll box out of her hand like it didn't even make that didn't even make sense to well me. you're like, a kid I, you want to see and it's like if this girl has been volunteering with you and you're like i don't know you like look up yeah to i mean her they are blind i guess cool, yeah yeah they're blind and they're like i want to see like what's your best friend like i want to see yeah i think it definitely could have been executed a lot better where it could have been like almost horrific but it just came off like semi-comedic <laughs> yeah silly definitely yeah. Silly. <laughs> 
And then it yeah. wasn't touched upon again after that. No, so. that whole that whole yeah. thing was kind of pointless. It, there, there was right. no real reason when you look at the overarching story for that entire sequence. There's right. nothing I that mean, came out of it other than get her getting the uh, the name for her dummy. Right. I I think like obviously she probably wanted to work there because like maybe the little girl like reminded her of mm -hmm. herself when she was a child. But like like you said, they didn't really Petey. touch on that. Like they should have had like her interacting with her maybe in a scene or two, like them developing somewhat of a bond or something, but they don't even do that. But um, I think it's like so the girl yeah. didn't want to bond with her. Like, I think that's yeah. maybe we're supposed to take it as, Oh, look, another person in another person life. Didn't love her. That actually makes total sense. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I didn't even really pick that up, but uh, that makes Cause sense. She seems very uninterested. She's like, I don't know yeah. what's in your box. I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. That is true. Alone. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Just another person that didn't want to love her uh, in her life. So yeah, makes sense. We have any questions about this one, Steve? I uh, no, no, nothing uh, specific to to May. So. Do you do you guys think May was a giver during the whole Anna Ferris sex act scene? <laughs> no, it looked like no. see Anna go down on her. So I think I yeah. think she would. Yeah, I think she'd be. Hello. Yeah, and honestly, like if it was anyone else besides Anna Ferris, I would have maybe believe the role or would have been more patient with that character but I told Joe like her the way she acted was too much like her character from scary movie like it was just very it was so Anna Ferris like yeah, uh, I hate, yeah. yeah I'm just like can you not like what are you even talking about right now <laughs> how do you still have this job <laughs> seriously <laughs> what do they keep calling the scalpel <laughs> like scalpel yeah <laughs> Um, what did and, she say where she was like Miss Kitty? Do you know what this means or something like <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. And yeah. and are we really to believe that she hauled all those body parts like without anyone noticing? Yeah. Well, no, because yeah, you know, it was a Halloween and the, remember yeah. oh, she walks right. by that girl right. and she's like, "Hey, cool costume." Right. Yeah. She's like, "Do you have any cold ones in there?" And she's like, "As a matter of <laughs> fact, I do." <laughs> So, yeah, I just go with it. I go with that right. part of it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, really. Yeah, I mean, I think we touched on it, but I think if you caught it, you cut out the uh, Anna Ferris completely and then her Anna Ferris's lover completely. Because, like, it's kind of strange because we're supposed to feel bad for her that she likes Adam so much and Adam kind of rejects her. But then, like, we got another love interest too. So, are we supposed to care about Adam that much? Or we care about Aunt? Like, why she care about Anna Ferris? You know? She, yeah, mm -hmm. so, it's just yeah. like more people that just more characters to introduce that don't love me and just like keeps pounding that home that she'll just yeah. never be loved, you know, as much as she wants that, you know, feeling <laughs> that she'll never get it. <laughs> what, did, what did she say, Sam, when she yelled at the doll after she got rejected when she bit Adam's mouth? I thought I told you to look away or turn <laughs> yeah. yourself around. Yeah, like, I can't that, remember. Like, or something because. This movie was pretty popular when it like came out. Like not yeah. super, but I remember like it was. Like, it? Yeah, like well, I remember like a lot of people were talking about it when it first. Came I think out. it should become popular again. But yeah, really it's definitely it. like an underrated one. You don't hear a lot of people talk about it these days. Oh, yeah. Joe, do you think that it felt a little slow because we got the commercials with ours? I mean, possibly. Obviously, like with the two B ad breaks, like it definitely added like twenty minutes to the movie because um, it does only clock in at ninety minutes. So I think if we did like watch it full, but I mean, it does. We don't. Nothing like horror happens until about an hour into the movie. You know, she doesn't mm -hmm. actually kill anyone until um, that dude with the crazy hair, who's also in Independence Day, 
Um, right. Yeah. I, uh, that's what I recommend. I, I oh, couldn't get, take away that image from yeah. the, the kid in Independence Day. The, the brother, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Um. I, I didn't even place that. <laughs> yeah. It's Dang. like I think it's like an hour and like five minutes is like when he gets killed. So I mean, it's like a big. It's it is like a long build up, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, like, hampers the movie really at all. Yeah, like, and the... there's one thing, I know it's an older movie, like, in terms of stuff, but one cliche I'm really tired of is starting the movie with one of the last scenes. Uh, because yeah. the whole movie, I'm thinking, as long as this didn't happen, you know, it's it's like, things are safe, or, and yep. by the end, I think it would have been more powerful if we didn't know she was going to rip her eye out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Don't Breathe had the same issue, where... Yeah. We saw one yeah. of the girls like survive so for the whole movie. Room. Yeah, you know, and I hate that horror trope. So this movie does it again, and that kind of bothered me. And I just had a curiosity, a little off topic. Are are your two B commercials really that long? Because here you get maybe two commercial breaks of like thirty seconds. So you get one to two minutes of commercials max. You got a lot at uh, the beginning of the movie. It would go into an ad, but no commercials played, and so it would jump right back into it. And I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. But then about halfway through, it stopped. It played like, so, like it played like five minutes, minutes worth of ads and half like three or four times so yeah yeah it, maybe it, it's it, it, it almost we, it, we almost got it almost took about two hours to watch the movie with the yeah. Ads, yeah. So, yeah. i've never had that with 2b strange anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. um i have a question about me so maybe i'm just thinking too much in it and i'm expect i'm wanting too much out of her but with her being like glossed over and not loved and no one's really paying any attention to her why i feel like she should have killed the vet because he literally did not give a shit about all of his patients like first of all you're gonna tell me you fucking doubled up on cat suture when you should have used a heavier suture for a dog's intestines and then you're asking little may to help you find the suture that he fucking drops into his surgical site like can we talk about how fake that look too by the way like when they were doing the surgery yeah yeah. it looked like a human it looked like they were operating on a human and not an animal I just felt like she should have killed him because, like, I feel like she could have related to that, like, being glossed over and just, you know, no fucks given. But she wanted to create the perfect human, so I don't, there was, like, no body parts on him, like, that were satisfying. Why didn't we see, like, why didn't we see a face either? I guess because they just didn't want to put, like, a face with, like, the final body product. Like, she... Whose face could, yeah, like, why wasn't there a victim that she would have loved their face? Like a hottie. I liked it better without the face. So it looked pretty cool. I did too. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was, I think it was more effective and creepier, but I was just like curious. Yeah. Maybe because maybe she liked everybody, girls, guys, whoever gave her attention. Right. Right. True. True. Well, we want to rate it. Yeah. Oh, and the body comes to life at the end. Really doesn't, yeah. right? But in her mind. Yeah. In her mind. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking we got a real resurrection there. We got Frankenstein. Yeah. The connection to Frankenstein's monster. I think that's yeah. intentional. I mean, obviously it's intentional, but yeah, <laughs> with the resurrection, I'm going with it's real. I'm going Let's with it's real. We'll get a, we'll get a sequel. It just may walking around <laughs> uh, the body. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And how about Jeremy Sisto getting stabbed dressed as Caesar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, doesn't ran, he, random, does, but <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he play a character in Rome, like a Roman TV show or something too? Uh, I knew I know from Clueless, just because Sam loves I, that. I know movie. from Six Feet Under. So. <laughs> He's in um. He's in Dead and Breakfast. He's in Wrong Turn. He's got a little horror, horror stuff. Yeah, and Bad, Angela Bez is like after this movie, like has made a career out of horror. She's done a lot. Yeah, she's good. 
and it's worked with Lucky McKee a lot, <laughs> like pretty much all of his movies, I think, which I can see why. I would too, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's in The Woman. She plays the abused mother. Yep. And I think, I want to say Lucky McKee might have did that Carrie TV movie, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but, you know. Yeah, and man, we're on a mental health streak with St. Maud. We are, yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. And next week's movie, yeah. actually both next week's movies are also kind of mental health <laughs> Actually, uh, and same mod, and this same mod worked out perfect for women in horror months too. Yeah, like that's very, true. Yeah. No, exactly. So, all right, rate it, rate it, rate it, Sammy. What you got? I don't know what to rate it. I feel like if I go too high, it's like, is it a pity rating? But I really <laughs> liked it. Um, so I'm gonna go with a seven point six. I think. And that's going on the lower end. I would have given it an eight, but yeah, yeah, I'm like really, I've been like teetering between like a seven and a half or an eight on this one. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a seven and a half just because I do think there are some problems here that could, if not, if you know, they took some of that stuff out, the Anna Faris stuff, built a better backstory and stuff. I mean, this movie could have been you know an eight maybe higher um but with those problems i'm still still a great movie and yeah seven and a half for me all right i'm um right around there i'm at 7.75 um and i agree with everything that's been said and then like if if letterbox can do a 3.75 score but i'm gonna (laughs) win a four on it four out of five yeah i actually had the lowest letterbox out of all of them and also the lowest score uh, I give it a seven. I mean, I liked it. Uh, I didn't love it. That's it not just, awful. No, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I'd recommend it. I just don't mm-hmm. see myself really, you know, watching this for another 20 years, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a decent film. I'm happy I watched it. It just has issues that I think maybe either look better on the page than it did in the film, or like, like I said, full subplots, I think they could have cut out entirely and not alter the film at all. So seven's pretty right. Yeah. Pretty sure this was his first movie too, so that's pretty good, damn good first movie. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. And we're gonna yeah. review another first movie of a director next week, along nice. with an interview. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh, Lucky McKee's episode of Masters of Horror, Sick Girl? I have. It was very good. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great one. Yep. That one might be on YouTube. Most of the Masters of Horror are on YouTube. Are they? Free nowadays. Oh, yeah, that's where I watch Cigarette Burns. That's a fucking good one. Maybe the best one. Yeah, John Carpenter's one. Um, but yeah, but yeah, next week we're doing um, The Canal. And also we're going to be talking about uh, Sun, which um, Sun is a 2021 release. Uh, the Canal is the director's first movie. Uh, Ivan Kavanaugh, who we're also going to have an interview with. Um, so yeah, The Canal is available for free on prime here prime yeah um i'll have to look i don't know if it's available i think it's prime here as well um i'm not sure about tubi or anything and then sun is going to be releasing the day we release um the episode which is march 5th and we're going to be watching the like exorcist tv series if anyone wants to yes the week after yeah which is on uh, here it's on netflix i don't know if you guys uh that's where it is as well but yeah is that what you're watching it todd Uh, i'm watching on hulu Okay. Oh, is it on Hulu? Okay. Yep. okay. No. So in Canada, Netflix, US, Hulu. <laughs> um, yeah, and the canal is on Prime for US right here. 
Perfect. Yeah, and uh, definitely, I'd recommend watching it. You'll you'll see why next week. But I highly recommend checking out the canal too. I had never seen me and Steve both had never seen it, but we both watched it before uh, the interview. We conducted the interview today with uh, the director there. So, uh, are we doing canal as the main? We're gonna do both. We're week? gonna do like a double feature. Okay. The canal and sun. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. All right, and happy Women in Horror Month to yes. all yes. the kickass yes. ladies out there. As yes. we wrap up, Women in Horror Month. Happy right. Women in oh. Horror Month. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Red is a terrifying color. Did I ever tell you about what the fuck is that? Look behind them. <gasps> See?